You watch those nature documentaries on the cable? Yeah. You see the one about lions? Yeah. Look at this lion. He's the king of the jungle. Huge mane out there. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now, the little lion comes. They start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him. Coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals. Hyenas. They're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this and they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder till one day that lion gets up and tears the head of everybody, runs like the wind, eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals Welcome to Ninja Robot Dinosaur. That's Christopher Walken, and the movie is The King of New York. Never seen it, but it looks like a sounds like it'd be a good movie. If you don't know what that message is about and these current times, I don't know what to tell you. It should be pretty obvious. It's a saying, there's a saying called "Don't poke the sleeping bear." Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know about you, Nick, but I feel like the sleeping bear is being poked. I think it's been being poked for a long time. So, me and Nick and I have talked about what... Welcome back, everybody. We know it's been a long time. We appreciate you tuning in. We've been going through some lifestyle changes ourselves. If Nick wants to care to elaborate on that, I'm comfortable with it. If, if, Absolutely. If he, if he doesn't, yeah, I'm okay with that too. But with that being said, um, there's two things I'm not going to talk about. And I'm not going to talk about riots and protest. And I'm not going to talk about coronavirus. I thought we were going to talk about riots. I ha- I'm, I'm going to have a hard time talk- talking about that. I, I, we can, but I'm going to... First off, I just want to say that George... Um, I know we're, I decided I'm not going to talk about it. I think it was really bad what happened to George Floyd. I think everybody can agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, does that mean that you get to steal a brassiere and a pair of sneakers? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not anything from... That doesn't... I don't understand any of that or burning down a Wendy's or... So I don't I don't want to get into something I I don't have an understanding of and doesn't really it's none of my business and it doesn't really affect me. So I don't really want to talk about I would like to talk about the conspiracy portion of it. Yes, I I can I can dab in on that. I I, I definitely have some feelings about that. Okay. Um but if 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 you want to hear about coronavirus and 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 hatred of police this is not the show for you oh absolutely not um 
just I, just do us a favor and, and close the show and and move on with your lives because it's not going to happen. A very recent poll came out that eighty percent of the American population would like more police. So when you see on the news we're going to defund the police, that's twenty percent of the people that you're seeing walking down the street, not eighty. Well, I think that it goes back into what we've talked about in previous episodes where the media just completely fabricates whatever they want in order to fit their narrative. I mean, it is it is so bad. I mean, I know that you have deleted your social media accounts. Is that correct? I have, yes. I mean, because it's it's so bad. It, every, you can't believe anything that you see, that you read, you we have no idea what the real truth is. There's There are multiple accounts that I like, and I feel like these people feel the same way I do about some things, but then, you know, they post things, and I'm like, well, that's not true. That's not real. Fake pictures, fake news. So I, just, I have decided that I'm not going to let any of that come into my home or into my brain. Right. There was... A, an account that I follow that posted a video of a sh- of a police officer or sergeant or whatever he was speaking about an incident and the video is from three or four years ago and they were showing it as if it was from today right and that just goes to show you the amount of misinformation out there and it's just of all the things that is the, probably one of the most frustrating things to me is that we have no way of getting real factual honest truth and real factual honest information everything is looked at from a different perspective and nobody just gives the facts i really feel like people like you and i are not the problem it's the people that do watch that stuff at five o'clock with their family and feed on it and let it circle around in their family as they talk about it and get more and more angry about this information that they're being fed at the dinner table that's not even real. And now it it just spreads like wildfire. The 5 o'clock news, the 7 o'clock news, the 9 o'clock news, whatever time you watch it, that, and I don't care what network it is, I really don't care, it is destroying the fabric of America because none of it is true. None of it. No. It's I don't know if you've ever watched any of these videos on YouTube. You can literally find videos on YouTube of all of these news and media outlets saying the exact same verbiage when it comes to a specific topic as if it was rehearsed because I believe that it was rehearsed. I personally think that somebody is out there saying, this is what you're going to say, and that's why they all say it the exact same way. Yeah, you can you can watch all the networks you want at 5 o'clock. The underlying message is all the same. Correct. That we're all in trouble. There's nothing good going on in the world. The news cycle for tragedies is amazing to me. You know, I know we're not going to, we don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about coronavirus per se, but I do want to break up, bring up, where is coronavirus? Well, yeah, it's a, it's okay to protest, but it's not okay to go to a funeral. 
Right. Three <laughs> weeks ago, you can't have a group of more than 10 people. But now they're coming out and saying, well, protests with 100 people are okay. And keep in mind, the numbers where we live are doubling as far as what they're saying with coronavirus. But I don't, I don't want to get into all that. Um, what I do, I would like to talk about President Trump. Okay. Um, the first thing I want to say about President Trump is I... Can we say, can I say one quick thing really quick? Yes. Do you mind? So I know we, on our previous episodes, we kind of had a format for, for segments. We're going to get back to that, but because there's so much information that we need to cover today, it's going to kind of be more of a, an open format. Yeah. Nick and I purposely don't talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. Right. Until... It's live and organic and Correct. right here for you. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, hey, I want to talk about this. Do you want to talk about it before we have the show? And he'll be like, nope. And it's good. I like that. So um, there's two things I want to talk about President Trump. The first thing is I think he's making the right decision by not sending in the military to Seattle. And what's going on in Seattle right now is you have seven blocks of space that they're calling autonomous uh basically where people i'm gonna call them revolutionary communists are hanging out in these seven blocks and so-called policing it and the police aren't going there but then they have like these things they need like cigarettes and soda and body lotion this list of things and it is total bait it's bait by the media and it's bait by George Soros to send the military in there and make him look like a fascist dictator. Because if he did do that, it would just, it would not be pretty. You got people with guns patrolling seven blocks that never fired a gun before that need lotion. And you're going to send the military and it's a total trap. So I commend him for now, for not playing into it. And I think whoever right now is advising him is giving him good advice. So I'm going to completely disagree with that. You would. I'm going to completely disagree with that. And I have a different philosophy. Um, but I think, I honestly think it's gone on for too long. I think we sh- they, that city shouldn't even be in the predicament that they're in right now. Those people should not be occupying that space. You have to have laws in this country. Once you start folding and you do not obey the law, there are consequences for that. For the entire precinct, that precinct to vacate that area was disgusting to me. I watched videos of the chief walking through that precinct where people had trashed the precinct, they're spray painting buildings. There is no law and order in that section of the city right now. And it has to end, and it has to end right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month. It needs to end right now. I understand what you're saying, that it's bait, and you know what? It probably is. But at the same time, and why I say it's bait is because I think that whole thing is, this goes back into the conspiracy theory a little bit. It's all orchestrated. Everything that's happening and has been happening, in my opinion, is all completely fabricated and orchestrated. 
But that does not mean that we just allow this to happen. So right now, it's a couple days ago, it was six blocks. So you're saying it's seven blocks. It might be it might be nine blocks, and then what? Then it's fifteen blocks, and then it's the whole city. Okay. So um, have you seen? Get in there. Get them out of there. Have you seen the Seattle police chief? Yes. She's about four foot nine, and looks like she never fired a gun in her life. I guarantee you, she has. Otherwise, she wouldn't be a police chief. I'm I'm just saying, in a gunfight, I'm not I'm not would not be intimidated by this person's ability to fire a gun. I'm sure she's qualified. That's with a pistol. That's a very uh, naive <laughs> perspective to have. You could say so, but if you look at your police chief, and then you look at your mayor, and then you look at your governor, those are the people that are making the decision that decisions in that state. And for those people... The and police those, chief's not making any decisions. Of course she is. No, she's not. She's being told what to do. That mayor is a fascist dictator. So as a police chief, do you think that she's taken an oath to take direct orders from the mayor? Yes. Well, also, I believe her one of her oaths is to protect and to serve. It is, correct. But the mayor is her boss. So if, if you were a police chief and the mayor told you what he's... T- Telling her what to do. Would you do what the mayor's telling you? No. Okay. That's my point exactly. I wouldn't. But that's a different perspective. I have a more um, lawless personality, I guess, when it comes to things like that. If I know something is the wrong decision, I'm not just going to do it because somebody thinks it's the right decision. Call it rebellious. Call it whatever. They are making the wrong decisions in that city. Uh, 100%. In my opinion. I, I agree. However, I don't agree with sending military. And I think that's a very raw, raw, raw. I'm conservative. I smoke cigars and I drink whiskey and I hunt bears type of thing. And it's it's not. It's just they can't even like go get the supplies they need. They're just putting out a list. For people to bring them stuff. what I, I don't have anything to fear as long as I stay out of that seven blocks. There's nothing that they can do to me. I, I'm not saying that there is. The point of the matter is that you have an image right now that these people can do and, and have no accountability for their actions. None. Zero. So here's the steps you take. You shut the water off. You shut the power off and you give them 24 hours to vacate the premises. If they don't, the United States military will come in and remove you. And do what with them? Either willingly or unwillingly. And do what with them? Depends. Depends on what they're doing. What would you like to see the United States military do with these people that are occupying seven blocks in Seattle? I just said it very specifically. Either remove them willingly or... Or unwilling. And take them where? To their house? No. They are under arrest. Uh, so it's... Are they going to take them to the local county jail? I would imagine so. Where there's a no bail. No dollar bail thing going on. I don't know anything about no dollar bail in Seattle. Yeah. Well, I guarantee that's much more liberal than it is here. And we have that in place right now. Well, then maybe they need to take them to a federal detention center. And charge them with what? I'm not an attorney, so I don't know what charges that could be filed against them. But I know that it's a long list. 
they are associated trespassing loitering no, it's, 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 it's further than that they are associated, they have the right to bear arms they do correct but they are associating with a terrorist organization because antifa is now declared as a terrorist organization domestic terrorist organization in the united states well, no there's a new name for these people that are occupying they have a new name for themselves well, well they have a new name for the area what is that Chaz. yes yes i read that yeah capital hill autonomous zone or whatever it's called mm-hmm. yeah is what it's called that's the area i don't know what they're calling themselves but it started as an antifa yeah, I don't think they. I think the Antifa thing has died down, and now it's just like a communist revolutionary party. Good, party on your own time, somewhere else, <laughs> not in the middle of the city, not vandalizing and destroying public property and personal property. I'm just telling. I'm just telling you, it. There has to be laws in this country. There has to be. And the laws are black and white. There is no gray area there. If I do this, this is the consequence. If I do this, this is the consequence. Right now, they're doing whatever they want, breaking whatever laws they want, and there are zero consequences and zero fears of consequences. I I totally agree with you. I totally believe in enforcing the law. What I don't think is the right move is to send the military in because you already see how they portray the current administration if he does that it is the end that is it i mean that's that's it for what for for him and his campaign who cares i as as long as nobody if you think that the military going in there is going to diminish his chances of getting reelected you are i in my opinion you're sorely mistaken i'm just saying the way that it's going to be portrayed is going to be very ugly. It's it's already ugly. It's already nothing. No, nobody's ma- dying right now. You don't know that. N- nobody's dying. They're actually very peaceful. It's the 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 seven blocks is actually pr- just like basically like a sitting campsite in the middle of the city. So, do you consider burning buildings peaceful? It's not killing anybody. Is burning buildings peaceful? I didn't ask if it was killing anybody. I said, is it peaceful? If I owned a demolition company and I had to burn a building down, then yes, I would consider because it. The, because you own a demolition company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I walk up to your house because your house is empty and light your house on fire, is that peaceful? No. No, it's not. But it's not a house. It's a business. That's a vacant business. It's somebody's an in- business. It's an insured vacant business. It is somebody's livelihood. So what? So just because it's insured means that they should be able to do it. I'm not want. saying it's okay. You, but, but you but, kind of are. No, but what I'm saying is there's a difference between protesters burning a building down and the military coming in and shooting people. They don't have to shoot anybody. It's going to happen. If I give you 24 hours to leave the premises and you are stupid enough to not do so, then whatever happens to you is on you. Why do you need 24 hours? Because you want everybody How to How about have, 20 minutes? You want everybody to have ample time. I'm going to give you guys 24 hours. To do what? To vacate the premises. To do what? Go back to wherever you came Why does from. it take 24 hours? Just listen to me. <laughs> it doesn't take 24 hours. It takes about 30 seconds. But that way, everybody had ample time 
If you had a tent that you pitched, you can pack it up. You can leave. So are you going to sit there with your team of people that is supposed to remove these people if they don't leave within 24 hours? Are you going to sit there and watch them leave for 24 hours? You're going to go home, have dinner, go to sleep. I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to have somebody go out there with megaphones all over the place. And I'm going to say, this is an order. You have 24 hours to vacate the premises. Otherwise, the military is going to come in and will remove you forcibly. If you do not comply, you are a buffoon. So, I know you you have mentioned in the past you might have a problem with martial law. Yes. What's the difference? Martial law is is going after people that are not committing crimes. If a guy if a guy is standing in the seven blocks with his AR fifteen mm-hmm. not committing any crimes, you're then you you're then telling him he has twenty four hours to leave. Correct. Even though he's not committing a he crime. He's cr- committing a crime. So I I'm confused. Just, just so you know, disobeying a public official is a crime. It, it yeah, it is. it's not enforced. It's not enforced, but it is a law. If a public official, a police officer, anything like that gives you an order and you do not follow it, you do not comply, that is a crime. Punishable by what? I have no idea. But they're all committing crimes. Every last one of them. You cannot (laughs) section off parts of a city and do whatever you want. Create mayhem. Spray paint. You know, it's just disgusting. It's disgusting. 24 hours, people. This is what you have. You have 24 hours to vacate the premises. If you don't, I will send in the military and they will vacate the premises for you. I think you and I could talk about this all day. Um, I'm going to give you like a final argument closing statement type thing if you want to occupy seven blocks until you can't eat or drink water or sleep or if you can't exist in those seven blocks which most people won't be able to for a very long time maybe a week or two weeks they're probably just going to go home and it's going to be a peaceful end to the conflict secondly um, these cities that want to defund their police departments I say go ahead do it I'm going to let you guys work it out in your little city but when you come to my city where I do not want my police department defunded and I actually like an increase in police you're probably going to be dealt with if you try to do what you did in your city and mine so I'm all for it the cops are not going to lose they may have to sell their house. They may have to go get a job with a different department. There's lots of opportunity for police. And I don't wish for anybody to lose their job, but I really would like to see these cities actually do it and see what happens in these cities. Oh, me too. I, I'm all for it. I, I just I wish I could have somebody recording being a fly on the wall. Yeah. Because it will be a very big mistake yeah. that they make. You're you're just gonna be left with trash. Yeah. Um, my final thought on the on the whole thing is 
there's laws in this country and they have to be enforced. And I know that some people, including yourself, disagree with that. But if you don't have law and you don't have order, then you have nothing. So what was your other thing that you you did not like that Trump was doing? Um, Because that took about 20 minutes to discuss. I, I do like what he's doing there, to make it clear. I do like what he's doing in Seattle. Nothing. I'm okay with that. Okay. What I don't like is him making it easier for hunters to kill wolf pups, bear pups, mother, uh, bear mothers and uh, um, wolf mothers. I don't like that him and the U.S. Interior have made it easier for hunters to kill them and even as far as saying uh, killing them in their den is okay. I think that that is going to cost him a lot of female votes of women that would normally vote for him. I think that it is going to really change things and I think it's a really poor decision and I don't agree with it. I don't understand why you I don't even understand what human could could walk into a, a bear cub den and kill bear cubs and their mother. Why did we why did that even come up? I haven't I haven't heard anything about this subject matter. So that tells me that it's not that big of news. Um but because you haven't heard it I'm, I'm, I, I, I can tell by the look on your face that it bothers you. Oh, that does bother me. I'm not going to say it doesn't. I can I, tell I, you're even wondering the same thing. Why would this even come up? That, that is what I'm wondering. At what point between coronavirus and defunding the police department did How somebody did... say, hey, by the way, there's an issue we need to talk about. We need to make it easier for hunters to kill bear cubs in their den. How did you hear about that? Um, I heard about it on Michael Savage, and I did some research, and yeah, he authorized the U.S. Interior to enable that law. If I speak on the matter, it would be out of hand because I have no knowledge of the situation. Um, But I can tell you, if that is the case, I disagree. It is. It is totally the case, and it's not the first time. Just because you're sitting here telling me it's the case doesn't mean it is. Well, you should understand that... I've I've taken the time I wanted to talk to you about this before the show. I've taken the time to read up on it and understand it and look at it from multiple angles. I mean, I grew up hunting as a kid. I didn't like it, but it's what we did. You know, we went out, we shot squirrels, we shot birds. You know, um, shooting I, those types of animals have never made any sense to me. No, no, but it was just kind of the way that I was raised, right? Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, um, I, I see more validity in uh, hunting a deer or an elk or something that you can actually feed your family with. I don't. I don't. There's plenty of beef in the store. I, I don't see validity in killing any animal at all. I, I don't, okay. Where do you think the cows come from? Sure, so I don't believe in walking into somebody's home and shooting their mother or father to feed my family. Cows that are raised for beef. That is something that I don't have to witness. I simply can go to the store, and if I choose to buy the beef, I know what I'm supporting. Yeah, you're supporting a farm with hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of 
mothers, fathers, and at some point babies mm-hmm. that are raised to then be slaughtered mm-hmm. so you can eat beef. And it's it's my I personally think that that is more inhumane than going out and and hunting an animal in the wild one at a time. Just shooting an animal without it even knowing that it's being hunted. You're okay with that. It's that's the way the world works. Survival of the fittest. It doesn't have to be. That that animal does not go shoot smaller animals. You don't think that that animal doesn't kill animals. <laughs> a female uh, a doe? No. No, I, because the mom is is What is, animal does a doe kill? I don't know. A squirrel? No. How do you know? Because they're ve- they are vegetarians. So they don't eat any meat. Or, they're omnivores. So they don't eat meat. No. Okay. How do you think the grass likes being killed? I I do it? I do separate animals from plants. I do believe animals have souls. Oh, I, I completely agree. With you. I don't believe plants have souls. I, they don't. I, you're correct. I'm just saying. I'm I'm making a I'm I'm making a generalized statement because there's a food chain in this world. That's the way the world always has been. Yeah, I don't have to eat meat to survive. That's do I enjoy meat? Yes, I I like bacon. I like beef. I like I I like it all. So I so like you chicken. Like them to kill chickens, porks. I mean pigs. No, I don't. Cows. I don't. I don't like that. But when I see it in the store, it's I don't associate with the murder of an animal when I buy a pack of bacon. That's your perspective. Yes, but it is the same result. The results are the same. Yes, an animal's life is lost. Correct. But I am not shooting it in front of its baby and its home. <laughs> you don't know that that cow wasn't euthanized in front of its baby. Uh, there's actually, a, I read a, a really interesting, I guess you could call it a poem, about like the perspective of a brother cow watching his brother be slaughtered in front of him. And it was really sad. Like... Seriously, some of this stuff that... Why in the world would you read that? Um, it just kind of popped up, and I don't know. I just thought it was a really interesting thing to, to read. But, um, I don't know. Slowly and slowly, I'm being pushed further away from meat. You know, I love meat. I grew up on meat. I think meat is... I think boys, men, need to eat meat, you know, for a lot of different reasons. But that particular thing just blindsided me, and I totally disagree with it. Yeah, I just I, I mean, if that's if that's the case, and you know, I I don't think that there's there's to in my opinion, and I could be wrong because I'm I'm naive to the subject matter, but it just it seems unnecessary. It, it, it yeah, there's just I think more important things to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just. It seems highly unnecessary to me. So, uh, but we could have the. I mean, people have the meat and no meat debate all the time, which is yeah. not what I want to get into. No, and I I see both sides of it. Of course, I mean, like I don't any rational. So that's it brought me to one thing that I want to talk about today was. You can have an agreement or a disagreement or a conversation with somebody. If you and I have an alternating or different opinions on the same subject matter, that is okay. 
But people act like it's not. People act like, okay, just because I disagree with this or I disagree with that, it's the end of the world. That's not. It's healthy. It's healthy to have disagreements and conversations about those disagreements. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but the whole subject matter of the, the babies and the cubs and all that stuff just seems completely unnecessary to me. I'm going to have to actually look some of that up because... Donald Trump makes it legal to shoot hibernating bears. You know what a bear does when it hibernates? Sleeps? Yeah. Under previous law, hunters were prohibited from aggressive tactics such as shooting or trapping wolves while at their dens with their cubs, spotting grizzly bears from aircraft and killing hibernating bears, trapping bears with wire snares and luring bears with food to get a point-blank kill. New bill. Alaskan hunting has now passed through the House and Senate and was officially signed off by the president this week. That didn't say anything about killing cubs. I can read the whole article and bore our entire audience, or you can look it up yourself. I'm going to have to look it up later. At a a later time, I'm going to have to look that up. Killing bears in their dens or wolves in their cubs in their den is totally wrong. And I'm totally against it. If you're sleeping in a tent in the wilderness and a bear comes to your tent, are they going to kill you? A bear is not looking. A bear is not purposely roaming the forest looking for a human to eat. No, but they're looking for food. They aren't. And and if they think that you're food, are they going to kill you? The So most likely that bear will probably be more scared of me than I will be of it. Probably, you're correct. The bear understands its position in the food chain. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I wouldn't be scared if I was facing a brown bear or a black bear or a grizzly bear. Sure as heck, I I would be very scared. I get scared if I see a mouse. I'm not going to lie, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I jump if there's a cockroach in my garage. Yeah, so (laughs) I'm not going to lie, but that's... I don't think... This isn't about me being in the woods in a tent this is about people using aircraft to hunt down a mother and their cubs because they feel like that these animals are somehow a nuisance to their land and maybe they are we don't know i don't know i i don't i don't either but i don't think shooting them from an aircraft is something i agree with I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with shooting. I'm, I can tell you for 100% certainty that I will not be in an aircraft shooting a bear. If you saw somebody doing that, how would you feel about that person? I don't know. It depends on why they're doing it. I don't. Think- well, if they're in an aircraft shooting at a bear. There's probably not a very good reason why they're doing it. Though there probably is a very good reason why they're doing no. it. No. Now, if a bear is charging at you at full speed with its teeth showing and it's slobbering and growling and you do have to shoot the bear, that's a completely different reason you are defending yourself. That goes... We're, we're circling back to the hunting conversation of hunting for different reasons and everybody has their own reason of hunting i will not be in an aircraft hunting a bear but if somebody is then there's obviously a reason why they're doing it 
I know that there are people out there that do these sorts of things for sport or for fun, so to speak. I'm not one of those people. But I think that represents a very, very small portion of hunting. Very small. I personally don't know anybody that hunts for purely sport. Not, I don't know anybody. And I know a lot of people that hunt. But they all hunt to consume what they kill. Uh, so I, th- I guess we're going to have to digress on yes, this. Yes, 100%. Uh, Another uh, digression for the day. Yes. <laughs> I... I I I got a serious problem with it, and that's where I'm going to leave. I it. have a problem with it too. I'm not sitting here saying I don't, and especially if 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 he allowed cubs and stuff like that to be hunted. That's there's there is zero, in my opinion, there is zero um, necessity for that and excuse for that. So, not to mention from the research I've done, uh, there are billions of dollars thrown at at this. Billions? Billions. Then it's obviously an issue. For somebody, for some reason. Moving on. I've been watching this series on um, the History Channel called The Cars That Shaped America. Okay. It's a three-part series. It's about Ford, uh, General Motors, and all the acquisitions that General Motors had back in the 20s. Dodge and Chrysler. And a couple other little small manufacturers that try to join the ranks. Uh, But mainly the story focuses around Henry Ford and his son and his grandson. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it's actually a really good story. It's like, I don't know, a total of four hours, three parts. Uh, Really, really good story. Just if you want to learn about probably one of the most important times in America and one of the most important revolutions, which was the industrial revolution. I really, really recommend it. I will have to great show. Very well done. I will have to do that. I'll have to watch it on TV news. uh, A couple things. I am very, very, very unhappy with the cancellation of live PD. I couldn't agree more. And cops and cops. Cops has been filmed on location with the men and women of law enforcement for a long time. Over 30 years. And uh, for them to cancel that show, both those shows. And Live PD was, I think, the most watched cable show Friday and Saturday night. You're correct. That decision is disgusting to me. It's It it just doesn't make any sense. No, it's it's just... I am so disgusted and sick of the mob mentality man i really am it it just it irritates me to my core it really does i i don't like it i can't stand it i'm really sad that that show is gone and i hope that they bring it back because i found it very entertaining and i and i think honestly i think if more people watched that show then maybe they would appreciate what law enforcement has to go through. And they would actually see that law enforcement is there to benefit people substantially more than anything else. You know, 
they're responding to calls for help the majority of the time. Sure, they're there for criminals, but that's the only thing that people realize that they do. You know what I mean? They don't see that law enforcement is, you know, pulling off on the side of the road to protect somebody while they're changing their tire. You know? Yeah, I I would say probably the more popular segments of the show are dealing with criminals. Of course. Because that's foreign to us. Yes. Right? Right. When we have a problem with somebody that is, you know, doing criminal activity, who do you call? Of course. Right? Yep. And why do you call them? Because they're trained and expected to deal with it. I can't wait until these cities don't have a police department and they have to go deal with something and they're not going to know how. It's, it's going to be very eye-opening for them. I feel sorry for the innocent people in those in those Me too. Me too. cities that you know have built their businesses, have family businesses, have um, deep roots to the city. That that's the only thing I I don't really like about that whole idea. But I mean, sometimes you gotta crack an egg to make an omelet. Yeah. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Yellowstone comes back on next Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's one of my favorite shows. Um, Friday and Saturday nights will never be the same in my house without live PD. I, yeah. ju- I just have to... I mean, that is just like... I've genuinely looked forward to that show all week. And I could just watch it for hours. It was totally entertaining. You know, the, my, the you know a very mild call to some guy walking out in the desert. You know, with a horse with no name. Yep. Uh, to, you know, pursuits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's... No two minutes were ever the same. No, you never knew what you're going to get. And I was watching TV this morning before I came here, and I came across, like, some recordings of Live PD. And I'm kind of looking forward to watching those because I I do miss the series very much. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Still been playing Call of Duty. Not as much as I like. It feels like the more time that I have off, the less I play. I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, I I haven't been playing very much either. That's partially because of the new venture I'm I'm starting. Sure. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Or uh, sure. I, I mean, mean, I so so we got called back to work, Brandon and I, because we worked at the same place, um, and not very long after that, I realized that. The time that I had off was substantially more valuable than I anticipated, and I did not handle. Um, I did not handle going back to the sixty-five, seventy-hour work week very well at all, um, and so I just, I had to just do some soul searching, and I made the decision that that's not going to work for me anymore. So I've decided to. Go ahead and start my own business, which I'm very excited about. So, um, we'll see how it works. You know, either I'll be successful or I will fail. But either way, I'm okay. You know, you only live once, they say. Yeah, and congratulations Thank to you. you. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are envious. You know, when they see somebody do something like that, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's it potentially could be one of the hardest things you've ever had to do in your life. I think 
It, you're 100% right. It, it definitely is not easy. But I think if you can get your mind to a point of failure is not an option and just understand that you, I mean, I'm, I just got to give it my all. You know what I mean? And everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So I myself was in a very similar circumstance. I got called back to work. I wasn't ready for it. I was having probably the best time of my life, other than being like four to nine. Without a question. Four to nine years old was probably the best part of my life. But um, that, <laughs> that, that too... God, I would love to be four to nine, I, four to nine right now. Yeah. That, I mean, it's just some really fun times. But uh, that two months off, we talked about it on our podcast, was just... The, a really amazing time. There's something about going to bed at night and knowing that when you wake up tomorrow, you don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. There's really something special about that. And so I also resigned from my position. Um, and tomorrow will actually be my last day. And I've had a hard time with it. Um, because I've been there for 17 years. I'm A lot of the people that I work with are like closer to me than some of my own immediate family members yeah there are some guys i treat and felt like they were my brothers um and even a father figure right so it 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 was hard to let go and it um took some events outside of work for me to realize i don't know what i'm gonna do but i know what i'm not gonna do right and, and that's, that's in my, from my perspective, that's the most important thing. The, yeah, the, the, I mean, there's a lot of fear of how am I, I'm a sole provider for our family. My wife is going to school. Um, this will be her second bachelor's degree. Um, but, you know, we won't, she won't work for two, maybe two more years. Yeah. Um, but obviously I have to support, my, I have to figure out a way to support my family between now and then. And even when she goes back to work, because I can't just not work. But um, it, it was really interesting. I was talking to my CPA about her first podcast. Did I ever tell you this story? I don't remember. Maybe. Sounds a slightly familiar. And he's like, "That you're doing a podcast. That's really cool. You know, like, what do you guys talk about? And I was like, I don't know. We just talk about... The things we normally talk about that some people have made it clear that they like hearing us talk about certain things because we have different viewpoints and they're intelligent, you know, um, but, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, it's just we're just doing it for fun. I mean, it'd be great if it turned into something else, but the likelihood of that is is low. Um, and he's like, man, I'm really excited for you. You know, you know, what's your what's the name of the podcast? I want to listen to it. And I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, like, I don't, you know, don't just listen to it because it's me. And, you know, you're my CPA. And I got off the phone with him, and my wife was like, why are you downplaying that? And I thought to myself, the only reason why I'm downplaying it is because of the energy that my previous position of employment sucked out of me. Yeah. I wasn't excited about anything because I wasn't excited about me 
or my job. Right. I, so I just wasn't excited about anything. And now that I'm leaving and going on to do different things, I feel more excited about everything. I feel excited about waking up. I feel excited about a new job. I feel excited about spending time with my family. I feel excited about doing this podcast. But it's amazing how much that sucked out of me. And it, and it's gone. You know, like I can't get that back. Years. Years of it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there as long as, nearly as long as you, but, you know, six years of my life I devoted to that place. Yeah. You know, and I, I look back and I think to myself, that's six years I'll never get back. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as like 30 years for me because it's like 70 hours a week, right? You've yeah. worked a 40-hour work week by Thursday morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you still work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and you're off for eight hours on Sunday. So that was it's like 30 years for me. Yeah, you're right. Work life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just time for me to like... I feel like I'm going to retire and take like a part-time job. Right. Seriously. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been working on getting my business started... Every day, pretty much, and for multiple hours of the day. I mean, some people would say that what I'm doing now is more work than they do mm-hmm. at a 40-hour work job, which they're probably right, but it doesn't feel like it because of the perspective I have from the previous position. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just feels so much different. Because you're doing it for yourself. But it's more than that. It's it's It goes... It goes deeper than that. And I think... I'm not going to get into it, but I think you know why it goes deeper than that. Um, it's it's. I don't know that I'll fully understand unless I did my own thing. Well, it know? has nothing to do with doing your own thing. It has to do with getting out of there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and... It's, I, it's really hard to be... It's really hard to... to my perspective changed when we went on quarantine. Before quarantine, I thought to myself, I'm doing this to provide for my family, which I was. But I could not help but feel like post-quarantine that all I was doing was donating my life for money. Yeah, it's simply that's what, I mean, and here's the deal. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, I can't believe I stayed at this place that long. It gave me a lot of opportunities. It afforded me a lot of different things. Oh, for sure. 100%. Um, But I feel like I gave it a lot. You know, like they were giving me a lot. I was giving them a lot. And I just don't have any left to give anymore. I, I just that's where I was at with it. On top of that, the time with my family that I got, I realized how much I was missing out. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm I know I'm not the only person that felt that way. No. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. But under the administration of our previous employer, that is the way they want to do it and they made it very clear and and that's okay. I, I was okay with it for a long time. Right. But right now I, I I'm not, I'm at a different place. So I can tell you without 
well, not 100% certainty, but I'm pretty certain that had we not gone on quarantine, I would still be employed. Same, same. Totally agree. That month and a half of time changed my whole life. Same here. My entire life. Same here. And we talked about it on previous podcasts, so um, basically Nick and I are doing something different. Lone wolves. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's venturing in his own business, and um, I'm gonna take my time and find the right thing. And um, I'm a simple guy. Yeah, I don't I don't need I don't need a fancy house or fancy cars. You know, I just need to be with my family and just be happy and be healthy, happy and healthy. That's all I really care about. You and I aren't the only Americans that feel this way. I know. Post. Post all that yeah. madness. So, anyways, uh, we are going to definitely be trying to get back on our schedule. Yeah, uh, I I really have always wanted to do this twice a week. I think once a week might be pushing it for Nick, uh, but I can't speak for him. But once a week is pushing it for me. Yeah, no, I can do. It. I, I like doing it once a week. I think two, twice. I think you need a week to to live. And what I mean by that is, we talk a lot about current things yeah. and experiences that we have, and I don't know that you can get the same type of quality content every couple days. Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, don't I know. just like to stay relevant. Yes, hundred percent. That's that's I guess why I would like to do it twice. This month long break is not going to happen again. Yeah, it can't. We have too many people that like. I don't know why, but <laughs> they like to hear what we have to say. Yeah. You know, but uh, we will be getting back to our format as well. Yes, yes. This is just kind of like a catch up, catch up, get together, record, talk about a couple things, not talk about some certain things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've spent a lot of time on the road recently, a lot of time. I mean, a lot of time. And I can just tell you. That people need to be more courteous on the darn roadway. I'm just, I, I'm just gonna point that out there, put that out there. For eight hours, a few days ago, I was towing a trailer up and down the freeway, and the amount of people that are so focused on only themselves is astonishing to me you put on your blinker somebody's a hundred yards back to move over or 30 yards back or 50 yards back whatever it is and they accelerate to prevent you from moving over so now i gotta slam on my brakes because i'm approaching a vehicle that's why i'm trying to move over now i gotta slam my brakes with a heavy trailer that you know it's not as easy as just getting going again with a car Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's just it's just rude. People are just rude. Nobody wants to be behind a trailer, though. I get it. Neither do I. But have some have some respect. I I get it. I I get it. I just hate being behind a trailer. I get it. Especially an un I, and I I'm sure the trailer you were towing wasn't closed. It wasn't closed. I specifically hate. Open trailers. I just... I have a... Like, I... 
have you ever heard of Final Destination? Yes. Like that's what I picture yes. being behind. Like I that is going to be me. Yes. Like a chain is going to come flying out of the bed of that truck, and which is very, go through my skull. Pretty pretty impossible, <laughs> but um, it's Final Destination. I know that. I understand. Anything can happen at any time. Sure. Um, <laughs> and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen I'm, to me. I'm just saying, for whether you tow a trailer or not, just people need to be more courteous on the road. People are just so focused on themselves, you know, almost causing accidents because they want to pass on a on a you know a two lane road. Because there's a, a slower vehicle in front of them, and then they narrowly miss the other car coming the other direction. I mean, it's just unnecessary, you know. You're gonna get to where you need to go. You know, it, you might save 20 seconds, but are those 20 seconds worth your life? No, no, they're not. So just take your time, slow your roll, be courteous. Uh, so. One of the things I've been doing with my free time is I have been reselling and um, I will buy stuff off Craigslist or garage sales or even clearance items at a department store. Uh, A lot of Goodwill Salvation Army stuff since they've opened up. Yesterday was the first day the Salvation Army opened in my town. And um, obviously they had a lot of inventory. So when you're reselling, that is, that's a really nice opportunity to be able to go into a store that has been closed for two months that just has tons of inventory. Right. So I got a couple things that I thought I could resell. Um, I got a, um, a book. It's an accounting book that you can sell. It looks like you can probably sell it for close to $100 on eBay. Um, I got a painting, I got a couple vintage sewing machines, which I don't know anything about, but I'm going to try it. Um, and then I saw this chair. It was like a brand new chair, really nice, good manufacturer. It looked like it had never been used. And I'm looking at the chair and there's no tag on it. So I go to the cash register and I asked the employee working behind the cash register, I said, I'd like to buy that chair. I'd like to know how much it is. She goes, well, is the tag on it? And I said, no. She goes, well, then you can't buy it. And I go, is it sold? She goes, no, but our new rule is if you want to buy the furniture, you take the tag and nobody can buy it until you're done shopping. And I said, okay, but I would like to buy that chair right now. Like, I'm not going to walk around for two hours and tell you if I want to buy it or not. I'm not going to get up to the cash register and give you the tag back and say, I'm not ready to purchase this item. She goes, I'm sorry, sir, but that is the way we're doing this. If you find a piece of furniture that you like, you can take the tag and you can hold on to it for until tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to retag everything. And I said, so... So they're holding you for an entire day? Yes. So, I give up at this point. Right. I give up at this point. And I find another chair. One that I like a lot less, but it's going to serve the purpose I need it to serve. 
I told the lady, I'm going to take the tag for this chair and I'm going to get in line. By the time, and the line was like 15 people long with two cash registers open and they were disinfecting every time a customer left. So it was taking forever. And so I'm going to get in line at the, at the end of the line. If I get to the front of the line and somebody hasn't purchased that chair, can I buy it? She goes, no. So I take the tag to the second chair that I found that I like, not anywhere near as much as that chair. And I get in line and I wait and I get up to the front line. She goes, did you, did you find everything you were looking for? I said, yes, but I still would like to buy that chair. So you didn't give up. <laughs> no, no. You know me. I need seven no's before I get a yes. Right. Yeah, right. So the, there, there's a guy standing over in the front that's like counting how many people are coming in and he's got a megaphone. And um, he goes, he goes. Did you check the uh, the bottom of the chair? Sometimes they put the tags on the legs. I said yes. And he gets on his megaphone. Whoever has the tag to the brown chair, please come up and purchase the chair or give it back to the cash register. You know. And I'm like waiting, and no, of course nobody's like walking towards the register to give up the tag, right? Of course. And then, so, one of the employees that I had a small dispute with about the chair comes up to him and says, we're not doing that anymore. If somebody has a tag, they can shop around as much as they like until we're going to hold that piece of furniture for them until they're done shopping. So, here's what makes this even stupider. I buy my chair. The second chair. Okay. She goes, sir, um, just so you know... Our policy is if you buy that chair, you need to take it with you right now. We're not going to hold on to it while you come back with another vehicle to pick it up. Oh, no. Yeah, you are. I said, ma'am, I'm paying for this chair. You can't hold. I need to go get my my SUV to pick up. the. I didn't come here looking for this chair. I just happened to see it. It's, it's going to serve a purpose for me. I'm buying it. I said, but I don't have a vehicle that can, I can put this chair in. I'm sorry, sir, but if you're not going to take it, we're going to put it back for sale right away. What? Yes. I was completely... It was so backwards. I would have just left. I wouldn't have bought anything. I was extremely frustrated, but you know I'm, I have a lot of patience. More than me. You know, um, but... I'm still living with that. I woke up today, like wanting to go down there to see if that chair was there, and just give somebody, you know, hell for it. But that's just not me. So that's my. That makes no sense. You can walk around <laughs> with this tag for seven hours if you want to mm-hmm. for this chair, and nobody else can buy it. But if you buy that chair, <laughs> you have to remove it right now. Exactly. As soon as you pay for it. Exactly. And this is where? The uh, Salvation Army? Salvation Army, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. And they had stacks of carts, like, just ready to, like, fill up inventory as it was taken off the shelves. Like, electronics, toys, this, and that. And you're begging to buy a piece of merchandise. It, yes. Nobody's obviously in the store with that tag. I have no idea what the price is for it. I, but I wanted it. It was the perfect chair I needed. That is a very backwards way of thinking, in my opinion. I had to call my wife, who was having lunch with our son at home, to bring the SUV down so she stopped having lunch so I could take this chair home. I just said, forget it. Give me my money back. 
That's so fresh. I still am frustrated about that whole thing. And people were so rude. Really? When you're, I don't know, I, I know that you do something a lot different than I'm doing when it comes to reselling, but yeah. uh, going into these Goodwill and like thrift stores or even yard sales is just, you're just running into the rudest, nastiest people. A large percentage of the time that's been my experience, yeah. yes. I mean, everybody's there because they think that they're going to buy some million dollar painting that they're going to buy for three bucks. Right. Yeah, everybody's an expert on whatever they're looking at. That's my rant. Unbelievable. Well, got anything else you want to talk about today? Yeah, so just kind of a weird thing that happened the day I resigned. You and I have been watching this little dog run around at our business for a long time. I mean, I've been at least seven years I've seen. It's a little mini Doberman. Yeah. And he's just a cool little dog. Like, I don't even know where he lives, but he just comes in the mornings. You usually see him somewhere between, like, 8 and 11. Yep. And he's just running around the lot, dodging cars. And I've always, like, been really afraid this little dog's going to get hit. Yeah. You know? And the, the day that I resigned, I'm walking back across the street to my office, and I saw this little dog dead on the side of the road. And I, it just made me tear up a little bit. Like, it seemed like some kind of a weird signal to me. Yeah. Symbolic. Yes. What's ironic is I was literally, when you texted me, I was literally on my way to turn in my keys. Yeah. At the same time. So I, 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 I had this just interesting feeling. Yeah. I've thought about that every day since it happened. Me too. Um, I still don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I I've told a couple people that story, and I can't get any any kind of clarification, clarification or closure, yeah. but kind of haunts me a little bit. You know, it's just a weird thing. And any of you guys that are that work with us that are listening to this podcast, you know that you know which little dog I'm talking about. We've all seen him. It's the only little dog that comes around a lot. Yeah, and no owner, no leash, no collar. So well, apparently they did have the dog did have an owner. Oh, I'm sure it did. They came and picked it up. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah, but it it was of all the days. Yeah, why that day? You know what I mean? It's it's just odd to me. I can't I can't describe that the the thought that's in my head. Yeah, you I know, know it's I mean? it's like a deep wound. That's not healing. That's how it feels to me. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Some people just say, oh, it's a dog. You know, the dog got hit by a car. Nah, not to me. Not yeah, to me. I watched this little dog survive for a long time. And somehow, miraculously, the day that I resign and the day you turn in your keys, this little dog is dead on the side of the road. It's symbolic, I think. Yeah. I, I I feel I, I almost even feel partially responsible. Like if I didn't resign, that dog <laughs> might still be alive. You know what I mean? That's how that's how I am. Yeah, I mean, I man, I don't know. Anyways, that that was pretty sad. Yes, it was. A lot of a lot has happened over the last month for us, and there's only so much, you know, we can really talk about. But, anyways. 
that's that's all I really got. I know there's probably I know I'm gonna drive home and there's gonna be like Oh, that happens to me every time. Yeah. Oh man, I really wanted to talk about that. But we we always get to it the next time. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we don't want this to go forever today. So. No. No, I, I know you got things to do. So and um anyways, that's all I got. Well guys, we appreciate you listening. We are gonna make a commitment to get back on our regular schedule and publish and produce some hopefully valuable content to you and we appreciate you coming back and and listening to this episode and uh, we'll see you next time got any last words Brandon no I mean I wish I had something clever to say but I don't (laughs) all right guys thanks appreciate it